North Carolina heads to Tallahassee this weekend with a chance to secure back-to-back critical ACC tiebreakers. What's it going to take to sweep the revenge-minded Seminoles? You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, folks, it's Friday, January 26, 2024. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shea, joined by our guy, Coach Pat Kilby, coming at you. It's good to be together leading into the weekend. We want to thank you, everydayers in particular, for joining us to get your Tar Heels content every day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Y'all, big time game coming up this weekend. You're not gonna want to miss being part of the Locked On Tar Heels Discord community, where we're gonna have our live game thread off and going. It's gonna be electric. You don't want to miss out on that. So come on and join us. It's free. The link to join is in the show notes. Coming up on the show today, we're going to play a fun game we've never played before. It's kind of Jeopardy. I've got some categories for Pack. He's going to pick the categories, and then I'll give him a question. we got our four corners preview. But want to start by kind of looking at like, hey, Florida State's playing a little better right now and talking about what a um, special season this is, just so we can continue appreciating what's going on. To that end, Pack, I've got something of a trivia question for you. You ready? I'm ready. So earlier this week, our guy Travis K on the Locked on Tar Heels Discord asked this. How many times has Carolina started 9-0 and or better in ACC play? So uh, Pac has not seen the answer to this question. In fact, this is ACC years only. So this is 1953-54 season through the present. What do you think? Ooh, I'm going to go... I know it's not high. I'm, I'm thinking I can count it on one hand. I'm going to say, I'm going to say four. You can count it on two hands. I'll give you. That. Okay. Uh, let's go seven. Seven. The very close. The answer is eight. Um, eight times Carolina has started nine and zero or better. Let me rattle them off really quick. 1957, Carolina was 14 and 0. That was undefeated in conference play. 59, 11 and 0. 67, 10 and 0. 68, 12 and 0. 69, 9 and 0. So that's three straight seasons. Pack, how about that? 80, go all the way to 84. None in the 70s. Uh, 84 was another perfect 14 and 0. 87 was a perfect 14 and 0. Not again until 2001. They started off 11 and 0. And no Tar Heels team since 2001 has started 9-0 or better in conference play. So, Pack, I say all that to say, this is how special this year is. If Carolina wins tomorrow, Saturday in Tallahassee, it will just be the ninth time ever that a Carolina team has started 9-0 or better in ACC play. Pack, we must cherish every moment of this. What does that mean to you? Well, just hearing you say those numbers, that's only two of those, 2001 and now, have been in my lifetime. She is. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 93 when I was born. So two of those have been in my lifetime. So that's that's really crazy to think about. Um, and just, you know, kind of shocking, too, you know, because of all the good teams that we've had. But that's what makes this really special is that even though we've had all those good teams, this is the first time this has happened in a while. 
Yeah. And so uh, we need to definitely be cherishing this run. And it's exactly what I've been wanting, honestly. I feel like, and I've said this a couple times, but I just feel like ACC play has not been a major point of emphasis for the Tar Heels lately. And just the fact that we're getting that this year is uh, very satisfying. And Pac, here's the thing with this game specifically, and and we all know because of how the game went against Florida State the first time, how how much better this Florida State team is than last year. But here's the thing, they're even playing better since then. Because to me, Pac, earlier this season, I kind of thought FSU was having a little bit of a repeat of last year when things just did not go well at all. They were six and six and five in non-con play, including ending with a home loss to Lipscomb. You just can't do that. But Pack, since the end of non-conference play, FSU is six and one. Their only loss was a home loss to Clemson. They just beat Syracuse by 16 on Tuesday. They won at Miami by nine last week. And so, um, I mean, after the Lipscomb game, they fell all the way to 108 at Ken Palm. But since then, they've climbed all the way back up into the mid-70s. And Pack, here's the thing. Yes, Florida State is playing a lot better now than they were even when they had that nice lead on Carolina and the Tar Heels came back and won. But guess what, Pac? On the flip side of that, you know who else is playing slightly better than they were last time these two teams met? Tar Heels. 100% they are. So, Pac, what does that mean to you? Well, it means a lot. Um, I, it's We've got to play better this time than we did the first time. We definitely can't spot them an early lead. Um, and that's that goes without saying. But I feel like, and maybe it's just me, I don't know if the stats back this up, playing in Tallahassee has been tough for Carolina. There's been some times we've gone down there and I feel like we've just gotten our teeth kicked in. Um, this Leonard Hamilton's team, play a, they play a pretty physical style, I feel like. Um, play a lot of bodies. They get They get after it. He's always got them prepped really well. And so the fact that we're playing better does give me confidence, but we certainly can't spot them any this time like we did last time. Yeah, for sure. And in fact, the uh, the uh, Tucker Center was the home uh, or the uh, location of the Ted Valentine turning his back on Joel Berry moment, you might recall, uh, mm -hmm. several years ago. So <laughs> there's that to go with it. Um Pack as usual, Leonard Hamilton is going to roll out a whole bunch of dudes that feel like they're all 6'10 or 7 foot and have about an 8 foot 4 wingspan. That's just what they're going to do. I have three things that to me is making Florida State better right now that I just want to briefly share. And then make we'll make two other kind of points about what this moment is kind of in the big picture of it all. Pack a couple things. Against Syracuse on Tuesday where I talked about they won by double digits uh, against the Orange. Florida State was doing a great job of doing setting good screens, having good screening action, getting downhill, and converting at the rim. Um, part of that is number two for me. Primo Spears is now eligible in playing. He wasn't in the lineup the last time these two teams played, but since then, that ruling came down that allowed all two-time transfers to start playing. That was Primo Spears, so he is back and playing since he's been back. Florida State is eight and three, and so that is a critical thing. And then the third thing that I think is important is that Jameer Watkins has had a scoring uptick, particularly in the last five games. In those five games, he's averaging 17.6 a game, 
and just in that Syracuse game had a career high 27 points. So just kind of keep an eye out on, on those things in Carolina's ability to mitigate it. Primo Spears being back, Jameer Watkins scoring going up, and just getting a lot of good screening action, getting downhill and converting at the rim. So, um, Pack, here, here's the next thing, kind of big picture now. This is a critical game. I, I mentioned back-to-back tiebreakers in the cold open. This is a critical game for ACC standings. As we know, Carolina has a nice cushion right now, but you don't want to get fat and happy with that. You want to keep expanding that lead. Why so? Well, let me give an example. Earlier this week, Monday against Wake, that's the only time these two teams played this season. Carolina won, so they hold the tiebreaker against the Demon Deacons. There's nothing they can do to fix that. And not only did that game give Carolina a three-game lead over the Demon Deacons in the loss column, by virtue of that tiebreaker, it's actually a four-game lead in terms of NC or ACC tournament seating. So, Pac, now Carolina is trying to do the exact same thing against Florida State. The Tar Heels are 8-0 in ACC. Florida State is 6-2. A win keeps Carolina undefeated, moves Florida State to 6-3, plus having the tiebreaker by virtue of the sweep, and that makes a four-game cushion. However, a loss puts these two teams within one game of each other in the loss column and splits the season series. So now you're, uh, you don't have the tiebreaker and you got to go on down the line to other tiebreakers. So, Pac, that said, why is it so critical to take care of business Saturday? Well, it's critical for the reasons you just mentioned, obviously. Those tiebreakers and such are very important. Um, but also, I mean, this is the beginning of a, a pretty tough stretch for Carolina. Um, you know, I mean, obviously at Florida State, then we play Georgia Tech, then we get Duke at home, and then we go, I believe, on the road with Miami and, and then get Clemson at home. Clemson's between Duke and Miami. Gotcha. So, I mean, but that, that next five games is tough and makes this game all the more important. And so – um, tiebreakers and just getting an extra win in that W column. Anytime you can get them is very, very important for us. Um, and it's, it goes back to what you said, just not getting fat and happy, not getting complacent with, with what we've gotten so far, but continuing to um, play our game and, and stack W's in that win column. And here's, you know what the good thing is about stacking W's in the win column? What's that? It, it keeps numbers out of the loss column. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and I say that jokingly, but uh, very seriously, at this point, you're just trying to keep putting W's up and keep that goose egg on the other side of the ledger. And that's so important. Carolina, you, you mentioned this stretch, man. It's a two-week stretch of those five games, three of which, by the way, are on the road. Um, and so, man, it, it is a big-time cluster of games in a season of clusters of games. I mean, you think of Battle for Atlantis, and then you had – Tennessee, Florida State, UConn, Kentucky, Oklahoma. And then you had those three road games to start the main chunk of ACC play. To me, this is the fourth critical stretch that you really well laid out there, Pack. And um, the Tar Heels can go a long way to cementing, you know, like a four-game cushion over those two teams. And then, um, you know, Duke and NC State uh, are already two games back as well. And so, I mean, things are looking good, but you got to keep taking care of business. Well, folks, uh, as I said, we got a fun game to play with Pac. I'm going to give him some categories. He's going to uh, have to answer some questions that he has never seen before. We're going to get to that 
in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Hey, the big game is coming up soon and it's in Las Vegas this year. What could you do with a hundred extra dollars in Vegas? I know what I'd do. I'd go all in on a really good steak. Well, guess what? Game Time, the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time has exactly what you need. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Thankfully, Game Time's got you covered. They've got deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Again, right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app, use code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to that game, use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, it's Game Time here on Locked On Tar Heels Pack. There are six categories to choose from. You give me the category you want, and I'll give you the question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. The categories are one for each of the starters and the bench. So choose from RJ, Elliot Cadeau, Ryan, Cormac Ryan, Harrison Ingram, Armando Baycott, or the bench. I'll take Harrison Ingram for 500. (laughs) All right. Harrison Ingram. Pack, here you go. Plus or minus 14 and a half rebounds for Harrison Ingram on Saturday against Florida State. Um, give me the minus there. Um, I, I don't think he's going to get 14 uh, or over 14 and a half. Um, that's not to say I don't think he's going to crack double digits, but that's a pretty high number, especially it's like you mentioned earlier. There's a lot of athleticism and length on that Florida State roster. So if you're coming up with more than that, uh, on on the glass, then you've done something really, really well. Uh, and that's not to say he can't. I just nope. don't see it. Yeah, if you were betting on this, the under makes sense. But guess what? I'm living a little bit wild, that Vegas life we just talked about. Give me 15. Here's why I think that. Harrison Ingram recognizes how important it is to get up on the glass against those athletes. So we're going to be all dialed into that. Weirdly, Florida State is not quite as good a rebounding team as I expect. So I'm going to say the over. Give it to me, Pack. Let's live a little bit wild. All right. Question number two. What category do you want? Uh, let's go with the bench. The bench. Uh, you ready? Which? Ready. Ben- w- Sorry. I asked you if you're ready and then gave you zero time to respond to me. <laughs> Which bench player do you see performing at the highest level on Saturday? And you can interpret that however you want. Most points scored, uh, biggest contributions in other ways whatever you want. You know, typically in these times, I go with Seth Trimble, but I'm actually going to mix it up. I feel like I owe Jalen Withers one. He's been <laughs> playing really well. So give me Jay Witt to have a great game. Uh, like, it's like I said, he's been playing great. And so hopefully I'm not going to sit here and jinx him. Uh, I definitely don't want to do that, but I, I've got a lot of faith in the way he's been turning the corner. Well, I'll tell you what, you stole mine, so I'm going to take Seth Trimble because that was my backup. Uh, I think Seth Trimble is going to do it. He will have a couple points, but that's not going to be the critical um, factor. It's going to be his athleticism and defense. 
But I'm telling you, Seth Trimble's going to get a breakaway ridiculous dunk in this game pack. I'm feeling it. And uh, that's what I think is going to seal that bench thing. All right. Four more categories to choose from. RJ Davis, Elliot Cadeau, Cormac Ryan, or Armando Baycott? Oof. Elliot Cadeau. Elliot Cadeau. Uh, this is more of a general question. Will Elliot Cadeau continue to attack at the level he's been doing of late? I think, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, Coach Davis has made it a point of emphasis for him to be more aggressive offensively. He stated that himself. Um, and then what we're seeing now is Elliot's taking advantage of that, and his confidence is doing nothing but growing. And he's started to even find um, a rhythm for himself, the times to attack, the times not to attack, when to get to finding his teammates versus when to get to the rim. That's right. And I, I think he's in a really good groove. So I only see that continuing to improve. So I think, I think yes, he is going to be very aggressive at getting to the rim and staying in attack mode. I love it. Let's keep going. I won't bother answering that one. RJ Davis, Cormac Ryan, or Armando Baycott? Let's go, Baycott. I love it. In uh, this game, Armando Baycott will play a, it's almost Oscars time pack, so this is where this one comes from. Armando Baycott will play a supporting role or a starring role? A supporting role. And look, so <laughs> I'm probably in the minority here. Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of concern about Baycott from a lot of people. Uh, just thinking maybe it's he's not what they thought he was going to be this year. Um, but here's the thing for me. I think he's exactly where he's supposed to be, and that is kind of more in a supporting role versus the star of the show. Um, and, I, you know, maybe I'm right, wrong, or indifferent there. I just feel like that fits him better, and we are, as a team, better off for it. And so for us to get the win Saturday, I think it's more important that he's in a supportive role. And I still want him to go get his, you know, 14 point, 15 points a game, get up there somewhere between eight and 12 rebounds. But I want to see us play, you know, with him rather than through him mm -hmm. uh, with how good our guard play has been recently. Yeah. And what's interesting about that, you started that by saying, Armand, people are saying Armando's not what they expected him to be this year. What's funny is that's actually true, but what he is doing is better for this team, which is exactly what you said. And what maturity does that show from that young man to be all in for this team? Really proud of Armando for doing what he's doing. All right, two left, Pack RJ Davis or Cormac the Ryan? I'm going to save RJ for last, so let's go okay. with Cormac right here. All right. Uh, love everything Cormac is bringing to the table, obviously, but it's his shot that we're all waiting to see come around and watch out uh, for what he can do if and when that happens. Plus or minus two and a half threes made in this game. Give me the plus there. I'll take the over. Uh, I just think I keep it's, it's like what you said. We're waiting on a shot to come around and I keep expecting expecting it at any moment uh, because we know what he can do That's right. when he gets comfortable. And for us to win comfortably on uh, tomorrow uh, or Saturday, excuse me, um, that. we've we've got to have him shoot the ball really well. And so um, I, I'm, I'm going to take the over there. Actually, I think he's going to hit four threes. I'll four be very threes. about it. 
Boy, I think that would do what Carolina needs it to do for a victory. All right, Pac, by uh, default, we have one choice left. It's the R.J. Davis question. You ready? Ready. How will R.J. follow up his career high scoring performance plus or minus 25 points? Ooh, that's that might be the toughest one of all of them. I thought so. Give me, give me the minus. Um, and it's not because I think he's not going to perform well. I just think at Florida State, Leonard Hamilton's teams are tough defensively. They're going to have a game plan and be ready to go. I think RJ is going to get his. I think he's going to get that twenty point threshold, but I don't think it's going to be over twenty five. Yeah, that's where I was kind of at, too. In some ways, it feels like because of the way Florida State plays that this game is going to need to be a more balanced offensive approach from the heel. So RJ's going to need help. And that doesn't mean he's not having a good game, uh, but he could still score 20, and that actually potentially be better for what Carolina needs to do. All right, Pac, that's a fun conversation. Thank you for playing uh, uh, Locked on Tar Heels Jeopardy, I guess we could call it. Great stuff there. All right, coming up next, it's our Four Corners preview. You know Florida State's going to be mad, but Carolina, they know that. We're going to talk about what the Tar Heels have to do in just a second. Right after I tell you, this episode's brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are rolling. There's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 money line bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. And there's a bunch of different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, or you can even find bets in the new Explore tab. How about the national championship odds? Purdue plus 750, UConn and Houston tied at plus 1,000, Arizona plus 1,100, Carolina Tar Heels plus 1,300, followed by Tennessee at plus 1,500. So to get in on that action, visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, let's jump right into our four corners preview. I'll go ahead and kick us off here. Uh, FSU going to obviously be mad after the first result of Carolina beating them uh, in the Dean Dome. Uh, so you better believe that Carolina is going to have uh, full attention on this game. And obviously we're going to have Florida State's full attention. And so um, we, you know, we've both obviously like we've talked about, both teams have grown um, since the last time we played. That was, um, you know, early December. And so um, a lot of time has passed. They have uh, got Primo eligible, and so they've been a different team since he's been back, and Carolina's going to definitely have to bring their best shot. Yeah, and and Pac, I think that's the narrative that people forget. Like, after a game like that first one where Florida State had that lead, lost it, Carolina came blitzing back, I think the narrative is always, oh, well, Florida State's going to be pissed, and they're clearly you know, going to be the team that wants it more. Well, hello, Carolina's not stupid. <laughs> they know that. They know what happened in that game, and they know what's at stake in this game because of what we talked about earlier with conference standings, being undefeated in the ACC, and you know how veteran this team is. They're all sorts of locked in and ready. So, yes, Florida State is revenge-minded, but Carolina, they're going to be ready to get after it in this one, Pack. Love that. Great. Uh, Four Corners preview point number two. The temptation for me, Pack, is to say, Hey, last time these teams played, Carolina was down. They used that full court press 
to get back into the game. So let's do that from the beginning of this game. Just press Florida State right out of the gate, and that's clearly going to work, and they're going to get flustered. Peck, I think that's faulty logic. This team should not think that, and I don't think the coaching staff is going to, although I could see people thinking that way and then being surprised that Carolina just doesn't come out and press the entire game. Here's my, here's my reasoning on that. Florida State will be ready for it. Last time, it was out of necessity. So rather, Carolina just needs to keep doing what they've been doing. Remember, all the defensive capability has, has changed multiple games after that Florida State game. The rebounding resurgence started after the Oklahoma game. All these things Carolina is doing differently and better now have come since then. So to me, get a lead, defend execute at a high level, and then just keep plugging away. Pac, what, what are your thoughts as, as a coach? You know, what am I right in that thinking? Oh, yeah, you are. And, and, and the staff is going to know that. And here's the, here's the deal, especially, especially at this level, the press is about a change of pace. It's not something you hang your hat on for sustained defense over time. It will get torched. It will get eaten alive <laughs> if you do that at this level. It's all about change of pace. And, Thus far, our team, our staff has done a very good job about knowing when to call for that and when not to. And I, I don't expect that to change on Saturday. Yeah. Moving forward to point three, um, you know, this is the name of the game defensively in college basketball right now. Stop dribble drive penetration. And that's going to be a big key for us when we're trying to slow down Florida State's offense. Uh, we've got to keep the ball in front and not let them get paint touches, not let them get to the free throw line, get inside out. Uh, catch and shoots. And so we've got to be very sharp about keeping that basketball in front of us and keeping it out of the paint. 100%. Pack number four in the Four Corners preview, discipline and details. You all know that this is a mantra of Coach Davis's, and it is so incredibly true. I loved um, Cormac Ryan's interview on the Carolina Insider podcast a week or so ago with, with uh, Jones Angel and Adam Lucas that dude is incredibly mature, but part of what he talked about is, look, you, you can't go 20-0 in ACC play in one game. You can't win the regular season or the conference tournament in one game or on one day. You can't go to a Final Four or a national championship on one game. So all you can worry about is what's right in front of you. It's like if a baseball team's down seven, you can't hit a seven-run homer. You can just get a single and then keep adding on. If you're down 20 in a basketball game, you just keep plugging away like Carolina did as they were coming back against Florida State last time. So all of that said, just take care of this game. This Florida State game is all you can do right now. So focus in on that. Forget all the big picture stuff. And I think Carolina has been doing that and they're going to continue to do that again because of the experience and veteran group that this is. It's a road environment, so there's going to be all of that. You go in, you just take care of business and execute, and you trust that ability to execute like you've done all season long. Be where your feet are. Be where your feet are, Pack. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Coach Kilby, take us through uh, some of the details of this game that we need to know. Yes, sir. UNC at FSU Saturday, January 27th. 2 p.m. Eastern time tip-off on ESPN. Maybe um, they'll both show us the beginning and ending of this game, Pat. Well, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I would take that. That drives me nuts. Uh, Ken Palmline, UNC is favored by eight points. 
Um, players to watch, Jameer Watkins, 6'7 forward. He is averaging 13.9 points per game, 6.1 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1.6 steals. So he kind of is a stat sheet stuffer. Um, Darren Green, 6'4 guard, 12.1 points, 3.2 rebounds, 1.6 steals, and 39.7% from the three-point line on six and a half attempts per game. That's pretty dang good. That's pretty um, good. Primo Spears, who was the player that we were talking about that Florida State got eligible, 6'3 guard, 11.5 points per game, 1.7 rebounds, and 2.3 assists. Usual starters for Florida State, Jameer Watkins, Darren Green. Uh, you may have to help me with this one, Isaac. Ba- Baba? Baba. Baba. Baba Miller. Baba Miller, Jalen Marley have all started all 19. Deontay Green did not start the last five, but has started 14 since the first meeting. UNC won 78 to 70 in the first meeting. Uh, Florida State led by as many as 14 points with 17 minutes and 15 seconds left and led by double digits as late as 13 minutes and 15 seconds left in the game. I still can't believe that one, dude. That was wild. And that's obviously when Carolina started to use that full court pressure, chip away at that lead, tied it uh, with eight minutes and four seconds to go in the game and uh, built out their own 14-point lead. (laughs) So talk about a change uh, real quick. That was exactly what that was for Carolina. FSU uh, got the final margin back down to eight, but obviously Carolina hung on for that win. Um, Armando had a big game. Uh, He finished uh, 13 for 13 that game. Uh, RJ was 27 points, five assists, two steals, and um, Harrison was 11 points and six boards. Yeah, just to clarify on Mondo, 13 points and 13 rebounds. Yes, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we'll take a 13 for 13. Honestly, minutes. that would be phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, dude. Go right ahead, Armando. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a starring role, not a supporting role like we talked about earlier. Yeah, <laughs> you'll love it. Jameer Watkins led Florida State in that game, 17 points and eight rebounds. We talked about what he's been doing scoring lately. So um, and in that game, both the Greens and Baba Miller had 12. So, Pac, let's make predictions on this thing. By the way, I looked it up while you were talking. The game right before the Tar Heels is Kansas State at Houston. So, come on, Big 12 guys. Move it along really quickly in that first game. Uh, Ken Palm, as you said, has the game. Carolina minus eight. Pack. give me a prediction. I do not have Carolina covering. I think just playing at Tallahassee, I, I have a feeling it's going to be tough. Um, give me Carolina, but give me them by three. I'll say 75 or take that back, 72-69 Tar Heels. I like it, keeping that under that 70 and under going. Pack, it bit me uh, real bad when I said Carolina wouldn't cover against Wake on Monday. They more than covered. I'm not screwing that up this time. Carolina by 12. Give me 80-68 to 68 in this one. All right, Pack, the women played on Thursday night. What happened? A W versus Miami, 66-61, um, 22-8 was the final score at the end of the first quarter. Uh, So, obviously, Carolina got off to a fast start and then held Miami down as the game uh, went along. They just held them off just enough. Um, All five starters in double digits, led by Queen Deja Kelly with 18, (laughs) uh, dub-dub for Utsby. And they'll be back in action Sunday at Virginia on the dreaded CW. Uh, uh. (laughs) 
Yeah, and that should be a win. Virginia's one and seven in ACC play, so you want to keep pace there atop the top of the standings. Pack, let me give you a quick weekend primer. Friday track is at the Penn State National Invitational. That's actually Friday and Saturday. Women's tennis has the ITA kickoff weekend. Uh, they start uh, today, Friday at two, and then um, the consolation or the championship, whichever way it goes. For them is on Saturday. They'll either play Charlotte or the Kentucky Wildcats. Swimming is at Duke today, Friday, for Eastern on ACC Network Extra. You want to beat the Blue Devils any sport you can. Wrestling tonight at Virginia Tech up in Blacksburg, 7 p.m. on ACC Network Extra. Again, wrestling back in action on Sunday against Navy at 3 p.m. Gymnastics also in action tonight against Clemson, 7.30 on ACC Network Extra. And then the other action this weekend is men's tennis has the same ITA uh, kickoff weekend. They are playing Illinois tomorrow at 12.30 Eastern. And then again on Sunday, either in the Constellation or Championship against Wake Forest or Florida. So, man, we're getting all that spring action and winter action going pack. Great time for all the sports. Friends, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. That's it for this week of Locked on Tar Heels. Big game tomorrow against Florida State. We're going to have that live postcast going, so be ready for that. Obviously, I'll let you know. Um, I'll hop in the Discord for folks that are there and, and post when we're getting going, and so we can all be ready to dive in and chat together, hopefully after a big win. Oh, man, don't forget to subscribe on video and audio. Smash the like button if you're watching so we know you are here. It'd be a wonderful if you would leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Talk about why you love the show. Pat Kilby, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Great show as always, my friend. Way to survive the first game show. We'll talk again tomorrow right after the game. But until then, peace. Peace.